Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sligo Show podcast with myself, Brendan Tierney. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a like and subscribe if you like what you're seeing. I hope you enjoy the show. So without further ado, this lady, before you all seen us live every week on Facebook, this lady came in and did our pilot episode. So that uh, chat went on for nearly an hour. So we're going to have to cut it down a little bit tonight. So please welcome the wonderful Karen Gordon. Uh, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so you're much. Very <laughs> How to start describing what you do. I suppose we could nearly start saying what you don't do. Yeah, quite a lot, actually. <laughs> yes, but I suppose we're, we're, we're mostly knowing you for your uh, theatre productions around town and your Star Factory is, is more for the youth theatre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so tell us, I suppose... It's all started in Sligo. Born and bred Sligo town. Born and bred townie, Cranmore, born and reared. You don't get much more Sligo town than that. Perfect. So I was born in, born in Dorley Park, technically, but reared in Cranmore. Okay. Um, Mercy girl, went to the Mercy primary, went to the Mercy secondary. Uh, yeah, always worked in town, total home birds. Never, never disappeared for a while at all. No, no, no one had had me. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> so I had to stay here. I'm making it sound like I wanted to stay here, but yeah, no yeah. one had me. <laughs> and and in, in those school years and, you know, tipping around as a teenager and that, what kind of hobbies were you into? Was it always the world of theatre or was there oh, other stuff you were interested in as well? No, only theatre. Only theatre. Only theatre is gas. Like I can literally pinpoint, there were two moments when I was younger where I was like, I, I know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I yeah. was, I went to see my first panto when I was four through, we actually got free tickets from St. Vincent de Paul. Okay. And um, I'm really passionate about, you know, the arts being made available to kids because like there's a perfect example. Like we we wouldn't have been able to have done stuff like that. And then we just happened to get these free tickets. And I can literally remember sitting in the audience being like, I want to do that. That's what wow. I want to do for the okay. rest of my At life. What age? Four. Four. Wow, that, but that is, isn't it great that that's yeah. how the whole thing happened? And look what you've been doing now from I that know. moment, like, you know? Yeah, it's gas. And, and, and so you, it was in school or where locally were you involved with the theatre world or productions or what kind of classes were around or um, Mostly my um, front bedroom and back garden. Right, okay. <laughs> they, were the, they were the main places. Uh, so, well, no, to be honest, it was mostly school stuff when we were growing up. Like, we, again, we, we didn't have the opportunity to, to go to, like, drama classes okay, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it would have been brilliant, but we just had to... So the biggest mistake I ever made was finding Grace on video back in the day. Okay, yeah. And if my mother seen Grace once, she's seen it a thousand times. Because yeah, it was I like, oh, that was the one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Everyone was Danny and Sandy in like their back garden yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was it. So it was just, yeah, stuff on the street and stuff in school, school plays was a huge. Like, what was your favourite or you know, most memorable play in school? Can you remember? What, what role did you love doing? Well, I shared a part with somebody and we, I was... My name is Jackie in Our Day Out and my claim to fame is that three three of Westlife weren't it. Oh, right. So, so you kind of helped them along the way, really. I made Westlife with the RTD. Right, yes. okay. We have I this on camera now. Yeah, you can yeah, show this you're back. Welcome. And you're welcome. You're, <laughs> waiting the, you're waiting for the royalties check, is it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get me here. Yeah, come to straight to He'll put you through. <laughs> so coming on to, like, after school and let's say when you get that little bit older, when did you kind of go, I'm now going into, when was the first time you were in, like, let's call it a big proper production? You know what I mean? Like, that you yeah. felt, wow, this is, this is really big now. Well, I think because because the Calera Panto was the first thing mm. I had seen I was I was dying to do that and that was like a 25 night run and I was just like oh my god what are the chances like will they would they be open to taking someone yeah. and, and then I was working in Stiefel I started working in Stiefel four days after my leaving cert and I stayed there for 10 years on a year out <laughs> so I, I knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who was involved I think he worked okay. backstage or something yeah, like yeah. that 
And I looked at him on my break and I was like, is there any chance? I was like, I'll make the tea. Like, I'll sweep the floor. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I just yeah. want to be involved. Like, and they're so class. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll find out. So he went and asked. And as it turned out, they were looking for a fairy godmother. Oh. So I was just like, oh, I'll audition. But I, I, they'll never take me. Like, and then I, they just called me out to audition on the Saturday. And it was Bobby Jones. They were doing stuff with the kids. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I sang a song. And I was just like, Thank, thanks for saving me. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> and I like, ran out the door. And then uh, they rang me. And they were like, yeah, would you do it? And oh, wow. that from literally then until pandemic was three, four shows a year. That was, that was okay. it from then Just on. That was your, your second life, apart from your work, obviously, but that was the second. Yeah. That was yeah. the second love. Big and time. like, I mean, I, I seen the, sh- the Chicago production you put on in town yeah. a couple of years ago and like, okay, I've been doing bits of acting since like the last few years, but before that I hadn't been your typical going to play as a musical person, but the, it is this, it was the single greatest live piece of, theatre I'd Aww. ever witnessed it was unbelievable uh, so and I'm not just saying because you're here I've told you this off the camera euro, before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was so good Aww. so to show from that dream of you know starting off with the lucky tickets yeah. to a first audition uh, but like with producing and that do you prefer that directing producing role or do you like out on stage out front um, if I if I had to make a decision to do one for the rest of my life I'd probably sit on stage because you know yeah. yourself like there's no better feeling than no being in like this kind of thing terrifies me I didn't sleep a wink last night yeah, you, you weren't a bit nervous before we came on <laughs> no, at all not at all I, I this kind of stuff it really panics me but there's something about being on stage and you're not being yourself and you're in a yeah. costume and there's a band and there's a live audience and it's so magical um, that would be hard to turn my back on but mm-hmm. I do love there's something about doing the production side of it where you feel like you get to create that kind of magic for people, yeah, which is equally yeah, as them. yeah, yeah, and you're saying about being yeah. on stage, and I often say with other groups is it is a it is a mental health thing too. If yes. someone needs to be having a bad day, you know, or you know, having a tough time, to go and have rehearse as this totally different character is good. So you're you're facilitating that by being that director producer, even though you're lumping yourself with a load of stress yeah, and work. Yeah, But like it is, it's wonderful to have people you know that do that in so many different groups in town. Like it's amazing. Yeah, it's unreal. And if you could make a viable, would you do it? Full time, just put on shows. Would you love to do that? It'd be like, no, it's be still too much hassle. Uh, no, I would. I mean, like it's gas when with shows, it is very much like a like a full time thing. Mm. It's not even like a part time thing. Like yeah. you come home from work and you have to launch into all this admin, and it takes like the best part of a year to put it on, and then like four months to rehearse it and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it does feel like a full time job. It doesn't always feel like As a part time yeah. job. But if I could, oh god, yeah, that'd be you the dream. Do, yeah, yeah. I just need a couple of a couple of million euro. That that would do me. Well, just a couple, yeah. If those royalty checks come in from the West Side Boys, maybe we'll we'll get. Yeah, to I'm just out. laying the groundwork now for that. <laughs> so, so you obviously do it for the love of it. What yeah. you're doing? I mean, I imagine breaking even is a rare enough occurrence. Oh Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like you have to put on loads of extra stuff. You know, I know you do the different kids camps and we'll talk mm. about that in a minute, but that's not just for a bit of pocket money. That's to go right to put on this production that might happen next year. Yeah, so, so like it must be a hugely stressful journey to try and direct and produce, but also raise all this funds and put it all together. Well, that's the thing. Like when you're producing a show, you're you're such a slave to your budget. Mm. It comes down to, so I started, I was on stage first and then I started producing and I produced for the best part of 10 years. I only directed Chicago as the first time I ever directed. Oh, wow. So the show was the fun bit like you get to do all the creative stuff because yeah. the rest of it is all admin and yeah, I do yeah. admin for a job during the day so like when you do that and then you come home and you're just like oh, okay I've got to do all this admin but it has to be done but um, breaking even is just is the dream really and like you can't really depend on ticket sales for shows anymore you have to do the fundraising um, even sponsors are hard got now businesses struggle and it's yeah, yeah. totally understandable and even with fundraising you're competing against such big charities sometimes and really worthy causes so you're just kind of like how can I do something that can bring in extra money yeah. and working with the kids is just 
like I do all all of my Star Factory work and, and pop-up work, but I do all of the work and have done for the last 10 years voluntarily. Yeah, so I don't think people in town maybe no. know that. And I think I'd love to highlight that more in the shows that when they go and see likes of Chicago, they go, that was amazing. Yeah. I think a lot of people think, oh, that's obviously just big some company. But it is yeah. more or less yourself that's the driving force behind it all. Mm-hmm. And you're the one lying at home going, I'm going to sell tickets. I'm going to sell enough tickets. Well, yeah, I know yeah. we chatted about this before, but yeah. like, it's not like... So the Star Factory's been running for 10 years and for nine and a half of those years I have been paying money <laughs> yes. to do it so I've been like actually my own wages have gone into the pot to try and make things happen consistently for nine and a half years so we've just just got ourselves out of that recently right, so okay. so, this was to, so that you could provide these camps for no so we could do the shows I mean it costs like it could cost 50 grand to put on a show more wow. and people don't realise that and you start with zero in the bank and you think you're going in, you're, oh, we might sell tickets, we might do this, but all it takes is like um, like a heat wave in town to bring yeah, the audience yeah. numbers down or whatever. And uh, it's yes. terrible. It is, and it <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen often, but it always happens when I put on a show. It's like I'll put on a show and then, oh! Yeah, the middle of November, how is it? Yeah, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> but so if we could give a message to people out there, whenever you see, not even just your shows, I suppose, oh, any, anyone, if you see a gig and it might be happening for six months, buy yes. tickets because it gives the likes of a Karen yeah. a bit of a breather of headspace to go okay we know yeah. the people are coming and I know Chicago more or less sold out I think all the nights anyways yeah, but yeah. You, if it had been bought early yeah. you'd eliminate all the stress and you could nearly enjoy the production more so if we give one little yeah. message from this interview to people go on go on go on buy the tickets early it just yeah, makes it so easy stress. yeah and like that's uh, yeah. the thing as well I'd say to people if like when you open the Hawksall brochure every year and you see all those those groups it's not just our group it's every musical society in Sligo Town outside, outside of Sligo Town like all those people do it voluntarily they do it because they just love it and they do it because they're really passionate about performing and giving something back to the town yeah. and all they really want to do is break even so just it would mean the world to them even when you go and you buy like a raffle ticket or a programme at a show yeah, things like that up. make such a huge difference like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the talent in the town is just unreal so go go to everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah just don't sit home talk but in fairness it is a huge thing we maybe don't always think about is yeah. the, the, the other side of uh, shows being on in the town people go for meals for and people yes. go to the bar afterwards you know yeah. so it's like we're looking like we've all these shows on oh my so God. many productions produced locally and like yeah. they are benefiting the town so if someone does come knocking for a bit of sponsorship go okay we'll, we'll actually help out you know? yeah, and then, yeah, but, uh, yeah and then as we said the normal punters out there get your tickets early yes so you've always lent yourself towards musicals mm-hmm. so what is it you love about them more so than plays I assume you that's your preference yeah I am um, it's the music it's the music I think I mean the music in musicals is just so like I work with a guy and he's like why do they have to sing everything and I was like it's not like that <laughs> hold on he works with well, you in the shows yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not in shows, ah. in real life. Oh, yes, work. okay. I was like, that'd be a weird... He's like, why do they have to... He just doesn't get it. And I was like, yeah. I know it's hard. I was like, but like, when you look at shows like West Side Story and you're looking at like, you're singing in the rains or your wickeds or whatever, the music, it's not like, it's not like normal music. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's rich and it's beautiful and it's so well crafted and epic. And like, even when you're doing shows locally, we have the most incredible musicians in this town. And when you get to stand up on stage in, with like a, a Gershwin score or a Rodgers and Hammerstein and you have these fabulous uh, adults and kids because we have yeah, school music amazing, too. Yeah, some amazing young kids around here. Oh, so. but the music starts. It's just the most magical thing. Yeah. And I, I think I, I just got so sucked into that world then I, I kind of forgot about play, the, about plays for years and it yeah. wasn't until I was doing some plays I just thought, Jesus, this world is... I mean, you likes every man and you have the likes of the drama circle and they're just so knowledgeable in that. I was just like, I'll stick to musicals because I wouldn't... I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> where to start <laughs> but, but and you do as you said a lot of people
people go, oh, I don't like musicals. And like Can't. even myself, a number of years ago, yeah. I don't think I'd ever been to one. And a friend of mine was in one. I told you the story before. <laughs> and uh, I said, I said, leaving the house to my wife, I'll be very honest. I said, look, I'll go in. I'll, I'll probably come home at halftime. I just yeah. wouldn't think this is my thing. It was Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. And by halftime, I was riveted to my seat. And I really mean that. Like anyone who hasn't yeah. gone to a musical, go, go and check it out. Even if, just to test it. You might love it. Maybe if you, do, if you don't, you don't. But yeah. I bet you you'll be impressed by even the production on the stage and oh. the sets and the lighting and that. Like all of the that. The work that goes together. into it. And I always say like, like just try it I, I, I am like um, like I feel like I'm like Beetlejuice like if you say my name and I just like appear and if I hear anyone has any kind of an interest I'm like did you say you wanted to do a musical yeah, come yeah, and yeah. do this and then you kind of suck them in and you're kind of like oh just do backstage or just do such a thing and then before you know it they're like on stage but I just I always, I, I've never met anyone who does it that it hasn't totally changed their life it changed yeah, mine yeah, like, yeah. and it's, it's a great so social different. event for the cast and crew as well like, oh it's huge great fun, like, yeah, yeah huge and is there any musicals you don't like you know you're allowed to say it though you go I don't really like that one uh, um god I don't know actually um I like was Cats the movie panned there recently it was it was like, terrible I mean, did you see that I know it wasn't it wasn't live show necessarily anything with James Corden in it can I just and anyone who knows me is going to be like don't start her off oh we better Stop cut quick musicals so basically anything, everything is great until you put him in it and then it just goes do you think it's his bigger than life personality and these other things that just maybe distracts you from what he's, he's doing he's the same in everything and okay. there's so many talented people out there and every time there's a musical and his name comes up I'm like oh my okay. god not you again well <laughs> this will be the last chat show you're yeah, going to be yeah, on yeah. so <laughs> I'd say he's not going to be calling me to do his show anytime soon and for anyone that hasn't been to a musical what was what was your what was the most what was your most favorite show you ever attended? You know, as a punter. Well, anyone who knows me is like, I'm turning this off. I'm not listening to her talk about <laughs> this again. But um, the greatest show I ever seen in my whole life was Hamilton. Okay, it was the best. I mean, when you grow up loving something so much, you think you've seen it all, and you're like, oh well, I I, I know all there is to know, or I've heard all the, the great soundtracks, and I've seen all the good shows, or whatever. But we got tickets to see it in September 19 and I hadn't deliberately looked because I've been out since 16 and I was like I'd love to see it live and just see what it's like and we got in the second row and I can literally pinpoint my life before Hamilton <laughs> and my life after <laughs> Hamilton like we went home on the train on the tube we didn't speak for I'd say two hours wow. and you just think how does something it's a masterpiece yeah. and it's on Disney Plus now I would say if you, if you have any inkling to go to London at all go and see it live it's incredible yeah. but if you if you don't think you'll ever get to see it I mean take a night get the subscription yeah. to Disney Plus and watch it it's just and it's the kind of thing that even if when you listen to Sika Talk about Hamilton forever you're going to be sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it's the kind of thing like even even and I've been listening to the soundtrack for two years I heard something there was like a, a podcast with the musical director mm. Alex Lacamoire and he was saying there's a bit in the show where uh, it's like a love triangle and the perspective changes. It's kind of in the halfway through act one. And he was like, even when they were recording it in the studio, they switched the panning of the, who was speaking into what ear. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that'd be coming from somebody else's perspective. And it's just, it's that level genius. Like you could be uncovering things for years after they'll stop talking about no, no, that's So, okay. so uh, basically, I think if anyone hasn't gone to see, you are the best person I know that could recommend something. So if you're saying go see oh, Hamilton, go. I think it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, and the tickets are not cheap, but I promise you it's yeah. worth and it. And do you have Chicago up online anywhere for people to watch? Your we're, production? Not, we're not allowed to record. Oh, you're not allowed, of course. Yeah, see, uh, see, uh, that, that's what I would say to people. Yeah. If you could watch your production, that I would say oh. so. And we have a few comments coming in. We have loads of people watching in as well. So it's good to see. Hi, it's Gemma Lavin, Laura Kiley. She's watching herself. Uh, Garrett Midlock is watching. Emma Purcell, she said, 
Chicago was amazing and she'd know her way around a musical now if anyone did. Thank you. Uh, we had a special request in from Eddie Fitzpatrick actually. He's in a bit of bother. He needs a bit of help. Eddie's out in Ross's Point there, a young guy. He's actually looking for a tutu. He must be in, getting involved in some ballet or something. So Eddie Fitzpatrick there out in Ross's Point. I think he's a comedian as well sometimes. I'm not sure. But he's looking for a tutu anyways for an upcoming ballet. So hope we can, <laughs> if any of our listeners can help him, let us know. So back to the okay. lady of the moment here. Karen, so... Coming back to Sligo itself, uh, how do you think that any of the local agencies or how can people in the town or businesses, how can people help more with the whole world of theatre in the town? Um, To be fair, people are fantastic. Mm. I mean, even things like raffle prizes are massive for us. Like, yeah. And when people are so generous with their, their time and, and, and being able to support in any way that they can. Um, I think what would be great for Sligo would be, it premises is premises is there a plural for that <laughs> yeah it sounds right anyway no, no. Uh, they're hard they're hard to come by it would be fabulous to see Sligo have some sort of like a like a, a centre of like like more than sport I suppose like a centre of excellence for mm. the arts or music and you know just somewhere where everyone could kind of convene and, and be creative and yeah. work together and stuff like that that'd be brilliant that'd be good to see yeah. and my, well my next question you're probably going to know the answer so is if I gave you a million euro and you had to spend it in Sligo what would you spend it on and you can't say like Dorothy said it's been on a holiday first so <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what the holiday <laughs> uh, no I actually have a spend already so I do know what I want okay. So what, what, I would like that I would love to have like if I had if I had a million euro I would love to have like um, do you remember Fame I'm showing my age now but do you remember Fame it was like yeah. when they had this huge big building and it was just full of rooms that had like people singing and dancing and there was musicians in some rooms and it was all just like this big creative like I'd love somewhere in the centre of town where people could just be like Just gathering and whether they're doing full on rehearsal or just networking and chatting but they're all in either TV, radio, theatre, yeah. dance. Okay. It'd be fine, like to, maybe to, to drive by somewhere and see like people dancing up in one studio yeah, yeah, yeah. and playing instruments in another and yeah. dancing on the streets and wear leg warmers and stuff. Would be great. Okay, well, so hopefully you'll win <laughs> the lottery the soon. So because that would that would be good fun actually, and it'd it be would great be, space. And it, it really needs it, and it's not like we don't have the talent in town and yeah. we don't have um, the enthusiasm. It's it's just it's hard to get. If there were more places people could go to rehearse yeah. and to work together and collaborate that'd be so, so any of the powers that be out there watching uh, if you're thinking any more future plans yeah. let's designate one big lovely building to something like that because yeah. I think yeah. again it's, 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 it's not even about the acting or the singing or whatever dancing it would mm. be fitness and mental health and yeah. friendships and, and social, you know, all the social benefits of it so yeah. fingers crossed that happens so no more than everyone else lockdown came along mm-hmm. there and you had big plans for another wonderful musical The Producers yeah. yes so that was obviously postponed. Yes. So what was that like for you? You know, building up to it, waiting and next thing, crash. It's It was tough, I'll be honest, in a sense. But we weren't too bad. We weren't due to put it on until April anyway. Mm. So last April gone by, April 21. So the thing with producing musicals is you're so far ahead of yourself all the time and you have to you have to have so much in the pipeline. You have to have your set designed and costumes ordered and things that require quite a lot of money, a lot of planning and storage and stuff. And you have to be able to just kind of like give the nod and and let things go, you know, mm. and be like, right, this is definitely happening or whatever. And time was ticking by and, and nothing was happening and there was no vaccine. And it was kind of like, oh God, is this going to happen or not? And do I put wheels in motion? Am I going to lose loads of money, you know, trying yeah, to do yeah. something? And, and it was tough, so... It was in that sense. And then I was like, do you know something? It'll happen when it's meant to happen. So we pushed it back to the August and we realised then that wasn't going to happen. So you were constantly 
changing. Yeah. Where if someone in March or April last year, 2020, like, oh, well, that's gone. That's not going to happen now. Yeah, oh. Whereas you're like, oh, maybe it happened August, maybe November. Yeah. So and then you're kind of like, worse. Yeah. and you're moving people all the time. So it's when you do a show, you have to have like your production team, your technical team, your musicians, the Hawks, well, the rights to the show. And yeah, it's kind of like you yeah. have to pick everything up and, and move it. So it was, luckily, everyone was just fabulous. And they were like, yeah, that's in, that's in the books. And okay. they were great. So nothing, nothing thankfully changed. And what is the current plan with the show? When is it out? So the plan for the show is so excited. I'm so excited. So the producers is one of my favorite shows ever, and the, my mother is real, the real force behind us doing it because it's okay. an actual monster of a show. It's humongous. It's definitely going to be the biggest show we ever did in terms of scale. Um, as, and it's Mel Brooks based on the movie Mel Brooks's movie. And I was watching uh, an interview of the story of his life. He's 95 two weeks ago. And he was like, when he was writing the producers, he was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be a play or if it's going to be a movie. It definitely can't be on Broadway because there's too many sets. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's like my biggest stress at the minute. Now so, you're realising what he now meant. Now I know what he yeah, means, yeah. 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 So, but, uh, yeah, so it's everything is ready to go and um, it's just one of the funniest. Yeah, so for someone right. that has no idea, let's say watching in, could you tell us in a couple of lines what is, you know, what is the summary of the, of the show? It is yeah. a laugh-along comedy, though. That's It's pain in your stomach, pain in your face, leaving yes. the theatre funny. It's okay. a riot. It's So basically, there's this producer called Max Bialystok. He's struggling. He's not doing so well. He's losing lots of money. His shows are terrible. And he encounters this um, accountant and aspiring producer, always a dream of his to be a producer, called Leo Bloom. He comes to do his books and he's looking at the books and he's kind of like, you know, it's, it's mad. You could actually make more money with a flop than with a hit. <laughs> so he's kind of like, all right, and alarm bells start going and he's like, right, okay, so what we need to do is find the worst show ever written and the worst director of all time and we'll put on this huge flop and we'll make all this money and we'll just bomb it out of New York. And they do, they find a terrible show and the worst director ever and things don't go according to plan and it's just chaos from chaos then on yeah okay, well that's, that's, that's a good fun. that's a- April next year April next year so we have auditions in November we have two nights of auditions the 10th and the 11th of November okay so all the information on that will be on the, the pop-up theatre pop-up page. Theater f- yeah. page so as if you didn't have enough to be at you yes. then decided hold on I have an evening week there I'm doing nothing uh, I'll start a podcast <laughs> So it's Music Gals yes. with a G. Yeah, yeah. And tell us a little bit more about that. So I'm totally, I'm very old. I'm not used to this whole podcast thing at all. Okay, I wouldn't have noticed. Know, yeah, Filler and, and Charles and all that. Um, yeah, so my friend actually is big into this. His name is Sean McInerney. And he, okay. we met through the, he came up to Sligo and he did uh, shows with Sligo Musical Society and the Boy Musical Society with us. And uh, he was in pop-up as well. He was in Chicago. He was the guy in the heels for anyone who remembers. Because yes. I, I was looking at him every night and my ankles were even sore looking <laughs> I was like, how is he doing this? He's fabulous. But he was like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, no, because I hate sounding my own voice. I feel sorry for anyone even watching this. Like, <laughs> I know, we, we apologise to Yeah, 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 apologise previously. So uh, I was like, no, 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 no one's going to want to hear it. And he's like, no. He was like, because there's actually nothing out there for mm-hmm. amateur musical yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's So I was like, oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. So he kind of arranged everything and he did everything and he organised it and he's like, totally the brains behind it. But we have... Um, we really want to reach out to all the people involved in amateur theatre. So we have had a couple of shows where it was just us chatting about things we like and don't yeah, like yeah. and stuff like that. But we had um, a director, a choreographer and a musical director already on it so far. And then last night we had, which will be aired on Saturday, is the the, the president of Ames. So Ames is the um, 
the like the Oscars of the amateur theatre musical yeah, world. Yeah. It's the Association of Irish Musical Societies and they cover 122 musical societies. And he was saying actually last night, he was like, when you look at how many people are involved in Ireland, he was like, there's 14 and a half thousand people in shows and they perform to a million and a half people every year. It's crazy stats. It's like, insane. It? It's a huge industry. Like, it's in a huge. Way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's massive. Like, so he was just like, it's, it's great to see something. So it's slowly, it's picking up now and then we're going to take a break for a few weeks and then when we come back, we're going to start getting involved with all the musical societies. They can come on like, so like this and promote their show yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and okay. it'll be good. So, And I have listened to you're very, you love, your, you love what you're talking about as well. I love it's great I fun do. together and as you said you've talked to interesting people in that world so even someone who's dipping their toe in might yeah. listen in and learn a little bit yeah uh, maybe. so like some people love their sports podcast so it's great mm. to go and well here's something that I'm interested in and yeah. tune in so music gals music gals okay yes. so now to, to, before we do our quick fire round of fun yes. questions make sure we'll tell everyone how to how to find you so pop up theatre is where the producers is going to be yes so you'll find that on Facebook and then from there you'll find it everywhere else yeah. the Star Factory is your camp so it's a summer camp starting yeah. soon so the Star Factory we have two things so we have weekly classes and the weekly classes are three hours long every Saturday so we have two sessions we have okay. uh, 10 to 1 and 2 to 5 and that's for kids from 4 to 12 so it's acting, singing, dancing arts, meditation fitness, everything and this year's theme is Disney so we're going to run from uh, this Saturday to the 27th of July and at the end of it we have a massive concert with the Sligo Academy of Music oh, wow. all okay. Disney hits and stuff yeah, I would have yeah. died if I was five and I played with an orchestra yeah, and I yeah, yeah. was like 30 you know, 25 oh. so yeah that's for the weekly classes and then we have three weeks of summer camp starting well. the last week of July first week of August. so that's the Star Factory that's people are going to have to make factory, notes yeah. going to have to put up a post at the end I know. Of the <laughs> so Pop Theatre the Star Factory Music Gals with a G. Yes. And have we left that out now? No, that's plenty. No. So, look at, uh, before we let you go, we'll have a bit of fun. Okay. So, a quick fire 10 <gasps> questions, okay? Well, it's about 10. I actually never counted them. <laughs> so, ready to go? Okay. Favourite movie? Singing in the Rain. Favourite band? The Beatles. Strand Hill or Ross's Point? Ooh, Ross's Point. Surfers or Shams? Shams. Who would you rather have lunch with? Eamon Cunningham from EJ's or Niall Delaney from Ocean FM? Oh, Niall Delaney. He'd have met some characters. <laughs> uh, a lot of juice there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Favourite TV show? Uh, Line of Duty TV show you hate the most James Corden's chat <laughs> <laughs> Poor James He's getting I real know, to it uh, Buck fast or tequila Oh tequila Dance or chat Dance Four lights or bistro Depends on the time of the night <laughs> Depends, depends <laughs> the time yeah. the hangover Cans on the beach or champagne in Coach Lane Oh Champagne in Coach Lane The oceans I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Hawkswell or the model The Hawkswell And your favourite saying It'll be grand. Because <laughs> it's always grand. No matter how bad things are, it'll be grand. That should be our, our motto for everything we do. Well, I think a lot more people need to use that motto for sure. Yeah, yeah. Karen, it's been a pleasure. And Thank for anyone for watching, when the producers goes on sale or any of the camps or anything that, if yeah. you're interested, get the tickets now, book things now and then you'll just ease the stress off yourself and even anyone else putting on shows. So yeah, exactly. As, as always, it's joy chatting to you and Thank lovely you. having you on. Thanks for listening to the Sligo Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And wherever you've listened, if you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd give us a review or give us a like. And we'll see you all next time.